Du lyssnar på en podcast från Studentradio 98,9. Alla våra poddar och program hittar du på studentradion.com eller där poddar finns. Governments, international institutions and the private sector are all actors that we usually talk about as having a say in international relations. But there is another group that may or may not be influential in foreign affairs in different ways, whether it is on Twitter, the Oscar stage, in music or movies, or in closed meetings with policymakers. You are listening to Radio UF, and this week we discuss the role of celebrities in international relations. My name is Sarah, and I'm actually alone in the studio right now, but uh, don't fret, Melker will be joining me very soon and uh, help me disentangle the web of celebrity influence, or the lack of it. We will be back after the music break. You just heard Get the Point by Sikkan. You're listening to Radio UF at Studentradion 98,9. And if you, like me, are benched in front of the TV at 3 in the morning, Sweden time at least, once a year, to watch the Oscars. You are likely familiar with how often this uh, Oscar podium is used to express some sort of political matter. Whether award winners have seized the opportunity on the podium to urge for gender equality, fighting climate change or encouraging veganism, this has for a long time been a space where celebrities have shown a will and capacity to influence politics. And celebrities using their platform to influence others, whether it is policymakers or the public, is really not a new phenomenon. And the Oscar stage is only one out of many places where this occurs. And perhaps it's also not the most influential one. There are several several examples of where famous people have taken further steps and engaged in international affairs. Uh, one example is the United Nations, that they have selected several goodwill ambassadors, or messengers of peace, they're called. Uh, they're among Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, Michael Douglas, for example. And these are people that uh, are selected by the UN to work for a specific uh, cause. Um, and they have pledged to the UN to to work on this specific issue. For example, Leonardo DiCaprio is doing this to fight climate change. And this program started in the 1950s, so it's quite old. But under General Secretary Kofi Annan, it was expanded. And uh, celebrities can also work on different issues outside of the framework uh, of official institutions. And one famous example of that is the U2 singer Bono, who has used his network to lobby for the fight against AIDS. And he has campaigned to raise awareness and money for fighting AIDS and has several legitimate uh, platforms and um, organizations that he has founded or co-founded where he has 
managed to, to raise quite a lot of money. And there is actually a concept for celebrities working in the international arena. It's called the celebrity diplomacy. And surprisingly, there is actually quite a lot of information about this uh, concept or idea, more research than you would imagine there to be. So is celebrity power legitimate? Um, I found this one article about by Lina Parch, uh, published in 2018, where she outlined some criteria for legitimacy. And first, she argues, the celebrity can claim their power is legitimate if their efforts have uh, actual political impact. And uh, this is related to controversy of the issue. And Parch gives the example of Leonardo DiCaprio, who has used his platform to lobby for environmental issues. And because his demands were quite vague, but in line with the general UN agenda, he was more welcomed by policymakers than, for example, other people who were more... um, radical in their claims. The second criteria is about broad participation. And here it's interesting uh, that most celebrity diplomats, at least that I can think of, are from the global north, but they often claim to be spokespersons of people from the global south or or for issues that often affect uh, countries in the global south. But we will return to this later. And this is also tied into the third criteria, criteria that uh, Parched outlines, uh, which is about accountability, because it's not really possible to hold these people accountable to the same extent as uh, democratically elected officials. But uh, we will uh, come back to this um, later and talk more about this and dig more into it. Now it's time for music. Standing on this bridge, I see different. You just heard Trouble by The Big Moon. You're listening to Radio UF at Studentradio 98,9. And now I'm joined by Melker. Hi, hi Melker. Hey, I just came from work. <laughs> I had to like batter the door down, but now I'm here. Good. Yeah, How are you? I'm glad to be back. It's, uh, it feels great Good. to yeah. be here. We're glad to, to have you. <laughs> yeah, happy to be here. But um, my prata is a bit more nation-focused. And now that we have talked a bit about the international pool of celebrities, I would like to look at the impact of celebrities on a national scale. And what nation would be more celebrial, might be the word, than the United States? From the founding fathers, through the Wild West, Hollywood, and now social media, nothing really compares to the celebrity culture of the U.S., We got the good stuff like the philanthropists such as Dolly Parton, but we also have a lot of bad things such as the vaccine cause autism movement that gained traction partly due to it being repeated by celebrities who a lot of people trusted. And in the States we can see that celebrities really um, started taking a stance on things uh, after the breakup of the Hollywood studio system in the 70s uh, because Prior to this, a lot of celebrities who were connected to Hollywood couldn't really speak their minds since it was a very tightly controlled monopoly by a few studios. But after they kind of lose their grip on the industry, there was much more leeway for actors to take stances on politics without being blacklisted for life. (laughs) At the same time, we see the anti-Vietnam War movement gain ground in part due to its media exposure 
and all the famous people who took a stance against the war, be it uh, boxers like Mike Tyson or um, singers and activists um, in the music scene. And I would like to take the non-controversial stance that when the government is not seen as doing its job, people turn to elsewhere. In this case, that is the celebrities that are then upheld to a sort of leadership position. Because when the government can't, yeah, when people don't think that the government is trustworthy or worthy of respect, people turn to celebrities. And the rise of celebrity activism is detailed in Mark Harvey's book Celebrity Influence, Politics, Persuasion and Issue-Based Advocacy. And uh, he found that this whole celebrity thing, or if you can call it that, really kicked off uh, when trust in the government fell following Watergate, Vietnam and, and US economic recession. And I believe that celebrities are seen as a great way for policies to cut through the noise of day-to-day life. And this is why we see today, um, in a, um, yeah, a time period where faith in government is quite low, I would argue, uh, we see that a lot of political actors try to get well-respected political actors to um, yeah, follow along on their policies or promote the, um, the party platform. And that is really needed to get the political messages out there. Uh, We need a face to attach to our policy platform or our political campaign. And uh, we can see this from self-made endorsements like musicians who endorse a candidate. We can, yeah, everything from Bruce Springsteen having a podcast with Barack Obama now to the experimental noise uh, yeah, I don't know how to call them but the the (laughs) experimental music group 100 Gex um, uh, coming out and endorsing Bernie Sanders, for example. We see that, uh, yeah, there's a lot more uh, uh, celebrity activism. And we also see political actors coming from the internal halls of um, celebrities, if you would call it that. We have the most famous ones being Ronald Reagan and Donald Trump, of course, both actors who become presidents. Uh, But we also have the much-hyped but not yet materialized political career of Matthew McConaughey in Texas. (laughs) And I don't think we should count him out yet. Um, (laughs) Soon we'll see Governor McConaughey. But one thing that I really appreciate and um, I find very interesting is the single-issue activists. Um, But we also have activists that really try to work on the grassroots movement, such as John Legend, who takes a comprehensive approach to the U.S. criminal justice reform by endorsing progressive candidates in local judicial elections. Yeah, it's a very complicated American thing where they elect basically everyone in the judiciary system from the head of police to the uh, public prosecutors. And in that case, it's very important that uh, you have progressive candidates if you want to enact progressive criminal justice policies. And that's why he works to endorse these candidates who um, run in elections that don't see a lot of votes. It's very small time and just a little bit more turnout can really flip the whole thing. Mm. And that's why I think it's very interesting when political actors or I mean actors do this kind of thing. We really have to ask ourselves a little bit deeper after this how are actors um, impacted by the world or are the actors impacting the world? Maybe I said the same thing two times now, but (laughs) we're running out of time. So I guess we'll be back in just a sec. You just heard Down Low by Modo Banja, 
and J-A-E. You're listening to Radio UF at Studentradio 98,9. My name is Sara and I'm here with uh, Melker. And uh, we're talking about celebrities in international relations today. And uh, Melker, you talked about um, celebrities in the US mostly, but Mm. um, what do you think, how does that compare to celebrities' role in Sweden? Well, the celebrity in Sweden is isn't as um, uh, connected to politics, I would say, in like the straightforward sense where they endorse a party, perhaps. Mm. Uh, but it's much more. Uh, I would still say that celebrities in Sweden are kind of political creatures, if you can call it that. Like, uh, uh, in some way, singers for a long time, and like the whole culture sector in Sweden was very uh, left wing. And um, I would rather argue that we see a kind of shift towards political actors. Or I mean, yeah, it's really complicated saying political actors because it it can be an actor, like a movie (laughs) star who is political, but also a person that acts within politics. But yeah, we got a little bit of both of those. Or would you agree? Yeah, definitely. And uh, I think just the fact that like um, artists, for example, sing about political matters is like very common and you know it's a sign that uh, celebrities are you know trying to make a a stance Um, but uh, in the US and maybe that relates to what you said uh, or what you were arguing before that it's about uh, trusting government and that in the US the trust is fairly low in the government and then you turn to other um, sources or other people while here in Sweden it's uh, the trust in the government is fairly high Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Uh, that might be an um, important factor. Mm. But also, um, maybe it's just a little bit that the celebrities in the US are much, much bigger and they have more of an, a reach, I guess. Um, but also, like, the political landscape, it's much more, yeah, less politics in the way that it's, um, yeah, should we raise the tax or not? But it's um, a lot of it's culture war issues, if to borrow a term that's uh, a bit uh, weird. But, uh, yeah, and in that case, you can really bring in an actor also with a more pol- polarized society. Yeah, there's a tons of factors, but um, yeah, that could be one of the factors uh, towards that. Mm, definitely. But also we were discussing during the break that uh, the line between celebrity and politician is not always uh, very clear and that yeah. at least in Sweden, maybe not a lot of celebrities engage in politics that way, but uh, the the person within politics is uh, much more important now than maybe it used to be just thinking about party leaders but also like Greta Thunberg for example like she as a person is really like she's not a celebrity per se she's an activist but she's Mm -hmm. you know become famous yeah yeah she's very important for the movement yeah no doubt Mm -hmm. she's um yeah that's a very good description that she's an um, she's an activist who is famous rather than a famous person who acts like an activist and um, yeah, that's true. But maybe that's partly due to her global message and mm. like the global um, issue that she tackles. If she would be like, um, um, yeah, I don't know, working towards better school c- cafeteria lunches in <laughs> um, Stockholm Commune, then that wouldn't that would most likely not have the same global response. Uh, yeah, I feel safe to say. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you're right, um, but. Uh, yeah, maybe it's also because she's uh, so young and uh, easy to relate to, and also the issue is something that concerns everybody. So yeah, no doubt. Uh, yeah, not even question, gonna question that because that's um, p- 
part of it as well, you need to see yourself in someone and relate to them. And perhaps that's something that we found with politics and tying it back to the whole thing of being disillusioned mm. that um, we see. I, I am once again referring to the United States, but uh, you also see it a bit in Great Britain that uh, the people that are elected to hold positions in government are often very old, um, often white American Protestant, I mean uh, Catholic um, Uh, no, no, Protestants, sorry. <laughs> I just had to bike here, so I'm a bit um, uh, lost in the brain. But yeah, also, like, um, that isn't very re- representative for, like, the younger generations in the US and around the world. So uh, then you can see how people turn to other uh, sources of inspiration. Mm, yeah, definitely. We'll uh, discuss more about this after the break. You just heard Last Last by Burma Boy. You're listening to Radio UF at Studentradio 98.9 and we're talking about uh, celebrities. And we've been uh, focusing a lot on the US uh, so far. But uh, if we want to look at the more international uh, arena, uh, Melker, do you have any, what do you think celebrities can contribute with uh, in international relations? Well, we already see that uh, in some situations you need a mediator uh, to uh, yeah um, to act as a bridge between countries. And then we have seen that a lot of celebrities, or at least some, uh, hold some sway. For example, in North Korea, uh, <laughs> there's um, quite a few celebrities who's like gained a little bit of a crown there and uh, offered to mediate through diplomatic crisis. Dennis Rodman, right? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, yeah during the Trump uh, Kim Jong Un. <laughs> beef uh, a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and that's really a positive in that case yeah it's true and um they do like they can work as a bridge between not just countries but also the the people and the yeah, policy no makers mm-hmm. probably yeah yeah you found something interesting before about media attention yeah um one of the major major argument is that okay if we have a celebrity on board we can raise awareness in a very good way And I really believe in that. And we also see from the book that I mentioned earlier that uh, media attention is much more effective. Yeah, you can get it much more easily if you have a celebrity on board. For example, Angelina Jolie, George Clooney and Bono uh, took a lot of more. They were much more comfortable with gaining media attention compared to presidents such as Barack Obama or George W. Bush, Bush. And um, they they really found a good way to bring up their issues to uh, to the light. Mm. Yeah, and I think maybe they are more uh, relatable celebrities than uh, politicians. Yeah, um, no doubt. At least in the international arena, because you know not a lot of people can name uh, all the important people in the UN, for example. But mm-hmm. pretty much everyone knows who Angelina Jolie is. Yeah, yeah. So that can be a way to. Yeah, raise awareness, but also to actually get the public involved in different issues that are happening. No doubt. I mean, of course, uh, there are downsides to this as well, but I don't know. I think it's good that celebrities do something, Mm -hmm. because if they do have a really big platform, it's... It would be a shame to let that go to waste if you actually have the ability to do do something. Yeah, I totally agree. And... uh I, I can really see the critique as well that you need to do more than just raise awareness. That you need to yeah get some sort of movement going. And that isn't always easy when you work on such a global scale. Mm. Um, 
I mean, once again, we return to Greta Thunberg, but um, she is, yeah, I would say one of the best examples of like a real global movement or a person that can kind of channel this uh, thing that a lot of people feel working as a, um, a sort of catalyst, I think is the word. Yeah. Um, that can sometimes be lacking from some of the more famous people that, for example, advocate some uh, global issues, but then nothing really comes from it that we can mm. measure. And that's also, yeah, you can't like solve climate change by yeah, listening to a speech, for example. And it's such a huge problem that it's really tricky to tackle. Yeah, I was reading this interesting article about uh, Angelina Jolie's uh, involvement in... She went to a refugee camp, or she has worked a lot with refugee camps in uh, Thailand, or Burmese yeah. refugee camps, mostly. And when she was there, they conducted a survey on uh, the, like from the people and what they thought about her visits, and it was, like generally they had a very positive view of of her visit but then the critique was that like it led to that they got more material support like such in mm-hmm. blankets and food and such but the actual political reasons for their situation were just left you know <coughs> untouched or yeah unspoken of yeah so yeah it can be both good and bad i guess yeah no doubt i got something in my throat <laughs> <laughs> all right we're going to take a break and then we'll be back thanks you just heard Vissa Rosor by Prince Daniel and Sabina de Dumba. You're listening to Radio UF at Studentradion 98,9. We've been talking about celebrities in international relations and we have been talking about what positive things they can bring with them. Uh, by promoting uh, certain forgotten issues or raising awareness. Uh, but uh, what happens if they raise awareness on uh, bad things or things that we don't agree with? Yeah, I mean, celebrity activism is a double-edged sword. I can think of a certain, yeah, quite a lot of author- authors, for example, who hold quite reprehensible views mm. that are then laundered through, uh, yeah, through their quite large profile that they already have. And just the way that a celebrity could uh, bring attention to something good because we trust them in a way. Uh, if we trust them and if they mislead us or if they yeah, use their platform to target a, a minority group or something like that, then it's, um, yeah, the whole, all the positives are turned against us. Yeah, you mentioned before like promoting vaccine skepticism or, or just disinformation, yeah. uh, which has been very... Uh, or happened several times now in with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. And further than that, we also have some more points. For example, celebrities are unaccountable in a way that politicians might not be, right? Yeah, I mentioned this in my prata in the beginning, um, but uh, it's related to you know celebrities claiming to speak for a group of people or a certain issue uh, that might affect a group of people, but they weren't elected or they weren't uh, yeah elected to speak for them or for anybody um which just uh, brings a little weird dichotomy i think also considering that most of these celebrity diplomats are from the global north but maybe talk about issues that concern the global south um more often um so that's also a problem like how do you hold someone accountable for that if you can't 
you can't really like you can boycott yeah. them, I yeah, guess, but um, it's not the same. Yeah, but um, yeah, they already have these platforms, and then we also have the issue of celebrities are often quite rich, which mm. um, yeah, the average American might not. Um, yeah, be on the same level as uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, for example, and that makes it so that yeah, there are some kind of yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a, um, a split there uh, with some other activists as well. Uh, but still, if they continue to raise important issues, then I think that there are a welcome voice. Like having a lot of money could be a positive thing. Mm. We saw the um, founder of Patagonia giving away his entire wealth to. Uh, yeah, basically reworked the company to uh, fight climate change in every way it could. Um, so that's a positive thing. Yeah, and uh, I also saw the argument when researching this that celebrities may get access to um, a network or some institutions that may be, for example, grassroots organizations or NGOs uh, cannot, but they might be more well-equipped uh, or well deserved for it but at the same time like if you you are promoting um making a change for the better it's you know good that you're doing something um yeah at least yeah without a doubt but i also think like another major negative could be as we talked about it's uh, a lot of the global north and uh, um yeah we are certainly uh, familiar with these people and we are Yeah, we know about them. We might follow them on social mm. media. But um, what are their global outreach? Mm. Um, it's hard to say. And uh, that's why I think we need more than just a celebrity. We need uh, comprehensive reforms on a local level, but also international cooperation and things like that. And um, yeah, these are tricky issues that can't be solved by a speech, of course. But I don't think anyone is arguing that Leonardo DiCaprio solved climate change. That's just uh, <laughs> you don't know that. Maybe he will. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, that's true. He has a couple of years <laughs> or something. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, time for music now. We'll be back after the break. <laughs> you just heard Heaven Medi. By Veronica Maggio. You're listening to Radio UF at Studentradion 98,9. My name is Sara and I'm here with... Melker, Melker. hello. Yes. Uh, so Melker, what celebrity has had uh, the most impact on your life? Well, I just said that um, a Swedish celebrity chef, um, uh, Once I when I ate at this person's bakery, I kind of got food poisoning and missed a flight to see Washington DC and that has really impacted my life in a negative way but I got over it um, but um, in a positive way I would um, like a real good role model I will once again return to Dolly Parton because I think her massive effort to promote literacy is um, one of the best things you could do with that sort of wealth mm, mm, definitely and how about you? um i think I would have to say Kelly Clarkson mm, all because right. uh, she's like the reason that I learned English because I oh, loved yeah. her when I was eight oh, and nice. I would study her lyrics because <laughs> yeah, I wanted cool. to sing along in not fake English. Um, awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still has a very warm place in my heart. <laughs> um, I just brought you here today speaking live yeah. on <laughs> right. the singing show. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so uh, should we try to draw some conclusions from this Yeah, episode. 
I we can also say that we are looking forward because uh, you might say that celebrities are becoming politicians and politicians. I'm sorry, <laughs> politicians are becoming celebrities. The lines are being blurred in a way. Mm. And as we kind of came to that conclusion that this is important because, of course, if every politician wants to be a celebrity by setting up a social media account and doing a lot of these hashtag relatable things, then, of course, that means that a celebrity has a lot of impact and a lot to say. And that's something important to take with us. Yeah, and uh, just preparing for this episode, I caught myself every time trying to look for celebrities acting as politicians, but always came back to politicians acting like celebrities. Mm -hmm. Or like uh, Swedish politicians' uh, uh, Instagram, for example. They're trying to be influencers, like Ebba Bush or Annie Love, it's really fun to mm-hmm. uh, scroll through their yeah. Instagram. Cause I, I saw something on DN that they counted every time, like um, how many sausages, like because in Sweden you eat hot dogs a lot, and uh, that's kind of a people thing to mm. do, common people thing. And someone just counted how many times they had featured that on their Instagram account to be like kind of relatable. Mm. It was quite a lot, and so this really is a political strategy, I think. Yeah, definitely. So. Uh, yeah, I guess that's what we're we're concluding from this episode that celebrities are important. Yeah, and uh, like we haven't quite touched like the impact of new media on this. No. It's so important that you are you have a social media profile and you have this entire new platform to reach people on. Mm. And that's why we see um, very savvy politicians, Volodymyr Zelensky for example in Ukraine. Uh, featuring in Vogue and like the whole social media aspect behind that war uh, just to pr- gain support mm. it's um, it's so important and that's why uh, they are so one a part of the success the support is without a doubt that they are loud and that they take a lot of space and that's good that they can channel these uh, forces for that yeah just a quick question do you think that uh, social media would be as important to politics if it weren't for Trump Mm. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, I think he really, yeah, well, no, I don't think so. I think he really, or I, I agree that uh, uh, social media kind of, he really jumped onto that. I think mm. someone else would have got along and noticed that sooner or later. But he kind of kickstarted the whole thing for better and for worse, mostly for the worse, I would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I guess that's kind of a different topic that maybe we'll discuss some more time in the future. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, time for the last song, and then uh, yeah, and then we'll be back. Gary Ashby. You just heard Gary Ashby by Dry Cleaning. You're listening to Radio UF at Student Radio 98.9. We've been talking about uh, po- um, celebrities, not politicians, in international Is there a uh, difference? relations. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what we've, we've been talking about today. But just some information before we end this session is that uh, we at Radio UF are looking for new broadcasters. So if you are interested or know someone who are interested, you can uh, just DM us on Instagram. It's probably the easiest. We're called at Radio UF. Mm-hmm. We also hold uh, bi-weekly meetings at least. and uh, So keep an eye out on the uh, Facebook feed of uh, UF. Um, I guess it is. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, we'll announce when uh, we have uh, open meetings that we will have soon. And also uh, tomorrow on Tuesday, um, 
UF is hosting a Get Active Mingle at Gästrike Helsingland Nation. At one of the nations, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, where you can come and talk to us, but also to the other UF groups um, and uh, get involved if you want to or just have some fika. That's right. Um, yeah, I think that's it for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's it. All right. We'll yeah. be back next week. Uh, thank you for listening and bye-bye. Goodbye. Lyssna på en podcast från Studentradio 98,9. Alla våra poddar och program hittar du på studentradio.com eller där poddar finns. Kom ihåg, att lyssna fritt är stort. Att lyssna rätt är större.